This is Dave Fleming in the Ingenuity Lab. I've spent almost three decades coaching senior leaders to frontline supervisors in pretty much every industry you can imagine, from retail at a Harley-Davidson store to CEOs at uh, multi-billion dollar companies. And that has allowed me to really discover some of the secrets of change that can happen through well-developed coaching. And so in this particular podcast, I want to share with you the, the, the real secret sauce to change, whether you're working with a coach or you're simply coaching yourself. There is a very practical way to tell if you're making progress toward important uh, change activities. You're, you're wanting to get better at something or you're wanting to reduce uh, the volume on a particular behavior uh, or uh, something that, that you need to eliminate, something that you need to get more of uh, behaviorally. How do you know you're making progress to that? And how can you use both a coaching relationship, but also just self-coaching to get to those moments of progress every day? Because that's really what is most important and sort of sets the table for this. If you don't feel different when you're executing, then it's likely you won't get a different result. If I'm doing the same thing over and over and over, I'm likely to get a similar result over and over and over. I mean, you know, every once in a while it might change. You might get lucky and something else happens because the complexity of human behavior has to take into account other people and their behavior. So yeah, sometimes you can do the same thing and get a different result. But past behavior and the consistency of past behavior is pretty predictive of what a person's gonna do next, unless they're being deliberate and mindful. And that's where this really starts. If you really wanna make change, it starts with attending, being mindful, being deliberate about that change during your everyday micro interactions. Whether you're walking down a hallway talking to someone or you're leading a meeting or you're in your office doing work by yourself, you have to get to the micro moments where the change is necessary. And right there, that's where the behavior has to change. So the first step in really advancing the kind of change that you want is to become mindful of it. And that means naming it and keeping your, your um, desired change in your awareness during the day. So let's say that a leader is trying to be less uh, angry during the day. Maybe they fly off the handle in meetings or they're frustrated easily. Well, one of the first things to do would be to create a name for that change, you know, dial it down or something like that, some mantra that you could use as a way of reminding you to stay vigilant. 
Uh, I've encouraged people that have had this struggle and they're going into a meeting where they could be triggered to be angry and they have paper in front of them or you know something that they can look at to actually write their mantra down in front of them so they can see it, dial it down. And then, you know, there are, of course, other strategies to keep things mindful, repeating things, breathing deeply, holding it in your awareness, you know, um, preparing up front for a difficult meeting and, you know, talking to yourself, right? Like, Dave, you know you might get triggered here. Watch it so-and-so's in the room and they're a trigger for you. You know, there are all kinds of ways to hold what you want to do differently in your mind, in your awareness, and be deliberate about that. And that's where change starts. You have to identify it, and that's what I call naming it. Naming it is identifying it, but then it's giving it a life. When you name something, you give it life. So name that thing, and then you have to get right down to your behaviors. So here's what I've learned about change. Change happens at the behavioral level. Certainly our, our part of that is the way we think, right? So the, the mindfulness, the deliberateness, naming something, having it play through your mind like a mantra, talking to yourself, those are behaviors, so mindfulness is a behavior, but then you're going to have to change the way you're behaving if you want to see a different result. And there are the two next elements of change. One, your behavior has to change. And two, that behavior has to lead to a result that is more desirable than what you are currently getting. So Let's go back to the person who's angry. He or she ought to feel like I'm really trying to behave differently. This feels different to me. If they don't feel different in a meeting where they're really working on tempering their anger, it's likely that they're just going to fall right back into the way they always behave. Well, one example that really makes this clear for me is it is extremely easy to tell the difference between kale and chocolate volcano cake. If I am trying to eat more healthy, chances are I am trying to eat more kale than chocolate volcano cake. And there is absolutely no question in my mind when I am eating kale versus chocolate volcano cake. None, zero. I can tell. You wanna feel that kind of shift in your behavior if you're trying to change something. So if you're trying to dial down anger and one of the ways that you tend to get angry, let's say, is by continuing to talk in a meeting. You get a little ramped up and then you keep talking and then your, your, your volume goes up and then you really get on a roll and then you're, you know, you're extroverting and everyone's just eyes glazed over looking at the leader, you know, basically yelling at the room. Okay, that's chocolate volcano cake. Now, a, a, a kale behavior would be simply the leader not talking at all. 
right? So that, that would be very different. Instead of ranting on, what if that leader just said nothing in that moment? Now that may or may not be the right strategy, but is it a different behavior? Yep. Does it feel different? Absolutely it does. Is it, number two, getting the result that's necessary? Aha. Let's say it doesn't get the result that's necessary. Because let's say that the silence that the leader employs makes everybody wig out a different direction. Like, what happened? What happened? He was always yelling at us, now he's not saying anything. Is he just fuming inside? Is he gonna blow a gasket? What's happened? So just because you change your behavior to something that feels different doesn't mean it's going to get you the behavior you're looking for or the result you're looking for from other people or in a situation. So you have to keep experimenting. Okay. So let's just say that, just for sake of this example, that the leader who gets angry says to, to himself, okay, no, I can't just go silent because that's not working. That's not getting the result. That's not causing people to be more engaged in conversation and bring their ideas forth, which is what I want. And if I'm wigging out on them, flaming out on them, or if I'm going silent on them, they're not participating. I gotta get a different behavior. So maybe the, now, if this leader feels safe and has trust with the team, the leader could say, okay, guys, look, I'm, I'm working with a coach or I'm just working on getting better and I know I get mad and I'm really gonna be working on it. And here's, here's what I'm gonna do. In a meeting, when I feel mad, I'm gonna say, I feel mad. Now, look, the, the team or the leader might not be at a point where they can do this, but just for sake of an example, is that a different behavior? Oh yeah, yeah, that's like eating kale. That's not chocolate volcano cake because the leader is now letting the group in and really almost asking for accountability. And then perhaps the leader starts to feel themselves or him or herself getting uh, angry and decides at that point that it's better to stop and ask someone else to talk and do some deep breathing exercises to slow down to the, the ramp up that's occurring. Is that different behavior? Yeah. And then Two minutes later, three minutes later, that is allowed the leader to get calm enough where he can participate again. Is that kale versus chocolate volcano cake? Absolutely. You have to be able to hit the mark on two horizons for change to occur. One, you have to feel behavioral change. You have to behave differently. And the more you can sense your behavior changing in a micro moment, like, whoa, this is kale. This is not normally how I do it. I like to ask the people I'm coaching, does it feel different? The thing we're trying to do, does it feel different? Then 
You have to ask yourself, okay, it feels different, but is it generating the right result? Or right isn't the, the best word. Is it generating a more desired result? Is it generating what, what I'm hoping for? And if not, just because I'm eating a version of kale doesn't mean it's getting me what I need. So I may need to eat a different kind of lettuce. I may need to still change my behavior, but alter what I'm doing so that the result is different. I have seen failures in change and frankly, failures in people getting coaching or self-coaching because they don't think about these three issues. One, am I mindful? Am I mindful of the thing I want to change? Have I identified it? Have I named it? And then how am I keeping that in my mind, in my awareness during the day so that I behave differently in micro moments? This is where it really comes down. To the, the, this is where change really comes down. You have to shift in micro moments. You can't just talk about it. One of the ways I really came to this idea was I, I, earlier in my career, I would be coaching people and we'd have these grand conversations on the phone, but there would never be any change. You'd feel like there was change because we were talking about things, but no behavioral shifts were occurring in the micro moments. So you've got to get to the, the moment of truth in the micro moment, right when you need to eat kale, not chocolate volcano cake, and you have to do it differently than you normally would. Shift your behavior. That's the second thing. Be mindful, hold it in your awareness, then shift your behavior. Does how you're behaving feel different? If so, you're on to something. But that's still not enough. The third piece is, is it achieving a more desired result? And that is where this really comes home. It completes the cycle. Because you can change your behavior, but it still isn't getting a desired result. So you, you have to keep altering your behavior and adapting until you find a better result coming as a result of the change that you've made. Be mindful. Eat kale instead of chocolate volcano cake, meaning you have to get to changing the way you behave in the micro moment and then notice the result you're getting. Is that the result you want? If it's not, don't give up, but alter the behavior another direction. This really becomes, if you can hold these ideas and then practice them in the micro moments of the day, really becomes a strategy for change of behavior that you want to eliminate or to increase behavior that is valuable to you and to those around you. I hope you'll think about this today. What's something you want to change? What's a behavior as a leader you want to increase or decrease? Be mindful, identify it, name it. 
Work to find behavioral shifts in the micro moment. Do it differently. It should feel different, sometimes even awkward. And then notice the result. Is it the result you want? If so, keep going. If not, adapt to a different new behavior and try again. This is Dave Fleming in the Ingenuity Lab.